0: Mr Pop
1: (laughs) Curse that Womack and Womack
0: This is Rock and Roll Your weekly shot of sport and music With Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix And Mark Fine Sounds like
1: the prostate's going alright
0: Good to hear Brian We need to know that Welcome everyone Another edition of Rock and Roll. What else? What other podcast in the known universe would start with that kind of rubbish? My name's Kevin Hillier, and uh, with me, of course, as always, uh, him uh, who must be urinated upon, uh, Brian Mannix, and uh, the wonderful Mister Mark Fine. It's great to have you back, Finey.
2: Yeah, good to be back. Thank you, Kenny Ken Francis. I listen to the podcast. was yes, all right, actually, the podcast. Um, when when you listen back, Brian is funnier and. More erudite than I would give him credit for. I don't know. Is there some, post, some post-program edit done on Brian's yeah. Con- contribution?
0: Yeah, we inject uh, the funnier, uh, the funnier vernacular into uh, into everything he does afterwards after the show.
1: He normally yeah. rings me and says, "Look, if you say this line and we re-record it, then he drops that in later." It's just sort of stop the incoherent babbling.
2: Yeah, the old cutaway shots.
0: Yeah. That's the ones. And hello, Brian Mannix. How are you?
1: Well, I'm very well. I've just been asleep on the couch, as I forementioned. Um, that's why I was a little bit late answering the phone, but um, I feel refreshed. Um, I got a brand new TV arrived today. And oh my God, it's massive. It's,
0: it's a 75 it's, incher.
1: Yeah. So I haven't got it on the wall yet, but I've got it going. And that's terrific. And I've been. Oiling furniture, you know, staining furniture with no Sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> you You shouldn't be proud of that, Brian. That's not something you should be proud of. <laughs> no,
1: no, well, no, I was staining furniture with with furniture stain that I oh. got from uh, Bunnings. And um, so that was a thing. And then we've replaced all my... Um, you know, most of my, um, you know, little you know, your power switches are and put some silver ones on that look sort of a bit cooler than the old daggy ones I had. So, you know, it have been quite productive and, um, and I was up at about quarter past nine today. So, well done, Brian. Very
0: good, Brian. Excellent. Mm. Finally, you, of Thank course, you would much. have got up at about, I reckon, four, maybe four o'clock would be a late start for you this morning? No, I actually finished
2: at 5.30 a.m.
0: No. Mm from oh. yesterday,
2: so went home and had a bit of a kip and back at work at midday. It's true. what What keeps you busy till 5.30 in the morning?
0: Cleaning, I reckon.
2: Um, oh, prepping food. And yeah. So there was food to be made. There was food to be um, portioned, put out in the freezers, labels put on, cleaning up. Yeah. It's, Nothing comes easy. You got it, you know. But it's good. It's it's all working well. It's all oh,
0: ticking good. over. That, of course, is uh, Lenny's Fine Foods in North Corfield. Uh, if you're interested, pop in, say hello to Lenny. Don't annoy him, but go and say hello to him. No, no, I've had a few.
2: Beers <laughs> pop in.
0: It's been great. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm pleased. I believe pretty- the soups there are terrific, um, Kev. Well, you know,
1: <coughs> they are. everything there is terrific. Well, no. I think if you want to get some plastic glasses with a dick for a nose, you can't <laughs> even get them there. You, you got to go elsewhere. You got to go down the road.
0: <laughs> you got a big sign up at the front of Lenny's Fine Foods now that says "No noses with plastic dicks available here." Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. We know who's got the mortgage on that
0: market. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, in your absence, finally, you did reasonably well in the footy tips, but mind you, it's at that stage of the season now where uh, I think we're all a bit despondent about um, what's going on in the football world in our particular uh, part of it. Uh, Ken Francis comes off the bench, jumps in and uh, and wins the footy tipping for the week. Yeah, how oh, indicative of course. that is of how we're going, boys. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. <laughs> Does it ever. Uh, so, uh, Brian, oh, you've excelled yourself. Brian, you're up to four.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you're on 99. So as they say in the classics, change hands. Um, I'm, I'm on top of Barbara Feldon. you ripper. Yes. You're beauty. Uh, finally, you got five and I got five. Uh, we missed on the obvious ones, West Coast Eagles, but Brian did pick the Crows. <laughs> um, Who did
1: the Crows play? The West Coast Eagles. And the close won.
0: Yeah, in a riveting encounter that, you know, well, that's how riveting it is. It happened yesterday and you don't even know who won yet. Mm. Um, uh, yes, a very another very strange round of uh, footy uh, and the cream is rising to the top. Uh, so we all all dipped out. Collingwood, 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 Ken picked Collingwood, but um, they're a surprise, finding. They're much better than I thought they were.
2: They keep on keeping on and, yeah, they are better, but are they good enough to have a real tilt at the premiership? But don't think so. I don't think so.
0: No, I don't think so either. Why do, why do I have that doubt? The, I mean, I have no doubt about Melbourne being good enough, I Have no, honestly no doubt about Geelong being good enough. Everyone else I have a doubt about.
2: Yeah, I mean, because they seem to be climbing a bit of a mountain every week, Colin would and you, we know that that just can't go on forever. You know, teams that win flags understand that you hit the finals running, but you're not going, you know, full bore all season. But Collingwood's had no option. They had a slow start. They weren't expected to do much. They're hardly going to finesse their playing style with this young team. They're just going to keep going for it. But it's very hard to go for it all year long.
0: Yep. And But, I mean, the, the, the other side of that is – You've only got to put four weeks together, and bang, and you're there. And they've been doing that; they've just keep doing it. And uh, there's something there's something about that that is becoming increasingly attractive to me about their chances.
2: Yeah, I think that that's the thing. I think they might have already done it a couple
0: of times. Yeah, true.
2: Also, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, dismal days for uh, the St Kilda boy, boy, your boys. Dismal days for Essendon and dismal days for the doggies. So we don't have a lot to cheer about in the uh, in the football stakes. But we'll get to the tips.
1: The the Suns were robbed. Robbed, were they? I don't know. They lost by about a goal, or two, didn't they? So I figured they must have been robbed. Okay. Mm. Is they, they, are they are they still a chance to make the finals? Nah. The Suns. No, nah. Re-
0: realistically, I think it'll probably stay as it is. I think. I-, I don't think. I don't think the doggies will make it, and I don't think you'll make it, uh, Fonny. So, so is Richmond no, not- is-,
1: is Richmond in the in the eight at the moment? Yeah, because I can know that. Yeah, okay. Yep. and who's uh, who's seventh and eighth? Carlton and Richmond. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably about right. So uh, there
0: could be a big price that might be paid. I haven't seen what's happened with the uh, the match review uh, operation, but uh, Mr. Cripps might be in a bit of trouble.
2: Yeah. So, so I mean, it's funny, you know, he hasn't played for Carlton. He's done all right, actually.
0: Yeah.
2: These things sometimes aren't as calamitous as
0: fans would have be, you believe. Yeah, very true. Now that's uh, it's mostly media beat up when they talk about that. No one player makes that much difference in any team.
2: No, St Kilda started going bad when Jack Steele came back in the side.
0: I <laughs> think <laughs> oh, you got bigger problems than that, finally. Gee whiz. I watched a bit of that game. They, were, <laughs> they weren't very good, your boys. They weren't very good at all.
2: Played a great second quarter, I've got to say. Uh, what
0: then- happened in the second quarter? I'm trying to remember now. Oh,
2: they- within a goal.
0: Yeah, but your first quarter was bloody awful. Oh,
2: no, no. The rest of the game was terrible. But I'm yeah. just saying they're just not a consistent side. They don't – anyhow, don't yep. worry about them. they got miles. They're miles.
0: All right. Now, we've got lots us to talk about uh, – we'll go – firstly, I'll go to the top 10 from this uh, this chart, which is uh, at a 1989 – just get the exact date. I think it's January 1989. Uh Number 10, every rose has its thorn by poison. Number nine, Tucker's daughter, Ian Moss. Number eight, If I Could, by 1927. Number seven, The Only Way Is Up by Yaz and The Plastic Population. Number six, Handle With Care, The Travelling Wilburys. Number five, especially for you, Kylie and Jason. Number four, Rock and Roll, Music, Metal is Anything. Number three, I'm Gonna Be, 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. Number two, Kokomo by The Beach Boys. And number one, Teardrops by Womack and Womack.
1: Curse that Womack and Womack. Uh, I like Womack and Womack, but
0: we'll get to uh, get to our choices. I like on, Womack. Uh, I
2: didn't like Womack. <laughs> no,
0: I'm I'm uh, must admit, I never realised it was number one song. Um, that uh, that came as a great surprise to me, to be perfectly honest. But we'll get to uh, to those.
1: No, and we, no, Womack and Womack, the yeah. record company kept all the money. Didn't yeah. tell them.
0: Um, We'll get to uh, some thoughts too. I posted that up on Facebook this afternoon and, boy, jeez, did some people look into that chart uh, in a, both the positive and negative way. So we'll get to some of those um, thoughts a little later on. Uh, black arm bands, we're wearing them this week on the show for uh, a couple of massive losses, uh, to the um, one to the entertainment world with the passing of Judith Durham oh. at the age of 79. Very sad.
1: God. So many great songs, and I still don't understand why people haven't covered them. Um, maybe we'll get uh, – who's our friend? Haley um, Hayley, Hayley Jensen. Jensen. We'll get her to cover World of Our Own and uh, the other one. Use, always, I'll never find
0: it another use. I'll never find another use. I think
1: Hayley, Hayley would do that terrifically. Yeah.
0: Hayley Jensen, incidentally, um, uh, the new episode of Life of Brian goes up tomorrow uh, or goes up this week when you're listening to this, and Haley Jensen's done a cover version of fifty years,
1: and she done it well too. And she has. You say, see the way she talked to me. I reckon there's something going there.
0: Um. I'm glossing over that really quickly. And finally, <laughs> you've talked about the fact that, and I've talked about it too, that we really think it's a good song. And she's done a really beautiful version of it, actually. It's a country version of it, but it's it's really good. Um, it's
1: better than mine. We'll share but, it on uh, social
0: media so you can have a listen. It's basically done, Brian's talked about done as, a, as an ad um, for a, a, a club in Canberra that's celebrating its 50th year. So they got Hayley in to sing the song and then she's gone off and done a four-minute version of it. So we're playing that on Life of Brian and uh, we'll put it up on the social medias too because it's really nice, really nice I version of song.
1: And and I couldn't be happy to get 25% of the money um, yeah, good luck, and 25% yeah. to Ronnie and, of course, Marshmallow. Took a couple of phone calls and a few emails Say so they get 50%. So, yeah, yeah well done, Have you good not for you.
0: Have you not been uh, contacted by Martin, Barton and Fargo, my lawyers, about how much percentage we're getting for
1: taking for this? Well, apparently Martin and Barton are busy and Fargo's the only one doing any work yeah. in his bloody shit house. Yeah, well,
0: he's getting his getting, – yeah, he's,
1: he's not good.
0: Our right whack. So we're making sure we're getting at that. So, uh, so yeah, so sad about Judith Durham. Um, absolutely beautiful, pristine voice that that lady had. I didn't necessarily like all the songs the Seekers did, but, jeez, she was an incredible talent.
1: Rock and roll and riding. Yeah. Probably not their best.
0: Oh, they were massive in, in the US and in the UK long before any of the rock bands, that, you know, that we we.
1: Oh, yeah, they about. were the first band, I think, to have any kind of impact in England. Um, you know they were they were massive, and hey there, Georgie girl, they won a Grammy. Um, yeah, they did too. That's right. Yeah. And and when they were supposed to go to the Grammys and um perform the song, but they were committed to dressing up as pumpkins in a pantomime in England, <laughs> so they're all dressed up as fruit. It was a very funny part of the play, and so they. The Grammys got some other girl to sing it and did some really sort of shitty version of it. Okay. Um, But, you know, fancy, you know, oh, the Grammys singing the song, but no, 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 we're going to dress up as a turnip and a pumpkin and (laughs) run around in a pantomime. Wow, what a manager they had.
0: And that, uh, that legendary concert at the My Music Bowl back in, was it 67?
1: It was their final thing. The carnival yeah. is over,
0: yeah. Uh, and there was two hundred thousand people at the Maya Music Bowl. Now you know Melbourne's population back in those days was not what it is now, and that is the the photos of that are just unbelievable. And they um, apparently were sensational on stage. So she she really could sing. So that's a that's yeah. a great loss. And the other one, uh, and I know uh, uh, finally this one is one I want to talk to you about. Uh, Johnny Famishon passed away at the age of seventy seven. What a champion he was!
2: Yeah, great. I obviously predated my memories of the sport, but always knew that he was a great fighter and lauded by Jeff Fennec in passing. Was it a car accident? What happened? Was he involved in a car accident?
0: 91, a car hit him.
2: him? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously limited in his mobility and output thereafter, but he was a very famous Australian boxer.
0: Oh, he was a and, very good boxer, and he had that
2: famous fight. Who was the famous fight against?
0: Uh, the Harada one or the Jose Legra one?
2: Uh, the ho- maybe the Jose Legra one.
0: That was the one where he won the uh, the world title for the first won. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah fantastic. Thing. He also did a lot of great work for Festival Records. Yes, he did. Um, he
0: was he was a long time employee of Festival Records.
1: I I spent several days with uh, Johnny Femi um, travelling out to all the chart stores and sucking up to the chart girls and, yep. you know, and we'd spend the whole day together. And uh, he was terrific. He was a lovely bloke and I could never understand, like, wow, you know, you're a world champion and here you are working for Festival Records. And, but, you know, he seemed to love it and um, told me some great stories about, you know, Lionel Rose and him hanging out. And, um, and that yeah, he was a lovely man. Terrific bloke.
0: Yeah, sad, passed at the age of uh, of seventy seven. So uh, we're we're in black armbands uh, in in memory of uh, of those two great Australians who uh, who passed away. Now we've had uh, the Commonwealth Games done and dusted, uh, and uh, tenuous tenuous linked though it is. We're claiming it. We have a gold medalist uh, uh, who's a friend of the show. Finally, don't we?
2: Well, yeah, certainly. Jemima Montag, who's a Australia's premier walker. I know people sort of. Raise their eyebrows a bit, but it's one of those sports where come Olympics or World Champs or Commonwealth Games, you suddenly take an interest in. We certainly did when Jared Talent won gold. And, yep. You know, we all collectively collapsed when Jane Savile was red carded or red paddled, whatever it was. Yep. But um, Jemima's trajectory has been fantastic. She won the Commonwealth Games gold medal at the Gold Coast, then had a, a very Merited, meritorious sixth, I think, at the Olympics. Just finished fourth at the World Champs and mm-hmm. just smashed them in Birmingham, won by a mile, broke all records. She's, um, it's a sport you've got to sort of stick at for a while, but I think her trajectory towards Paris would have her on the podium. So How
0: old is she, Funny? Um,
2: oh, I guess mid-twenties.
0: Yeah, I think it's around that thirty mark where they, they peak, isn't it? Uh, the walkers, yeah, yeah.
2: It's not. It's, you've got to be at it for a while. And so her parents, I, I, I knew, know both of them. I mean, we're friends. With both of them, Ray and Amanda. Amanda raised my um, dentist. Yep. So, well, he went away for six weeks with Amanda to first Eugene, Oregon, then off to Birmingham. Then they're going to travel around a bit. Right. like two days after he left. This implant that
0: I had. I was going to say, that's when you broke your teeth. I broke it and it came
1: out. And six weeks is a long time without a dentist, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I, something similar happened to me. I, I went off for six weeks' holiday with Amanda as well. And, <laughs> um, you know, my teeth were fine, but, um, yeah, that's that's it. Yep. Good.
0: Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's one of the 66 gold that we won at uh, Birmingham. uh, so, yep. uh Fourteen down on the Gold Coast record, but you always expect that home uh, home games. You get more medals and more gold medals and you. The Poms, you, the Poms you won,
2: didn't they? No, 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 we did. We oh, we 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 bested them? Yeah,
0: we got sixty six. They only got fifty five. We they got oh. we got one hundred and seventy four medals all up. They got one hundred and sixty six, but we got sixty six gold to their fifty five. So, oh, good. despite so, them beating us win. in the hockey, uh, we won everything else. We beat it. Uh, well, they didn't make the final of the netball, so the Aussie girls won the final of the netball. The Aussie girls won the final of the T20 cricket. That fabulous 1,500-metre run, which we were talking about before the show started fighting, um, yep. that, was, that was magnificent. And oh, what a finish that was.
2: Yeah, he just came over the top. He timed his run perfectly. He, he sort of had to – it was like a horse race. He just had to get out from behind the leader because there's no sprint lane at Birmingham. <laughs> and imagine um, <laughs> that. You know they're
0: all sponsored. The Arco Trading Sprint <laughs> Lane. <laughs> <laughs> now his name. Um, his name is Ollie Hoare. Ollie Hoare, That's right. Yes. Because wasn't wasn't the serial pest bloke? Wasn't that Peter Hoare? Yeah, yeah, different yeah, Hoare. Yeah, different Hoare. <laughs> yeah. Don't Brian, leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah, it, <laughs> too, <long>, too easy. <laughs> no, no, it was no, 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 a was- no, was-
2: hanging fruit.
0: That, that was uh, that was terrific. Funny the, the Commonwealth Games. Did you watch much of it, funny? Bits and pieces. Yeah. Look, I, I caught bits bits and bobs.
2: I did. Yep. Um, because in and especially in the I don't really like the swimming. That doesn't do it for me. But so the, the swimming. Yeah, the oh, okay. yeah the swimming because I mean you know we did you see the, the javelin. Um, the the women,
0: one, huh? No, the women's javelin. No, the oh. the Australian girl who the world champ. She just come from the world championships. She has this thing where she's behind and on the last throw, she was behind another Australian girl with uh, okay. coming into the last row. Uh, Kelsey Barber. I can't think she got a. Uh, um, and she throws her best, very last throw, bang wins the wins the gold medal. It was sensational. Not bad. Yeah, it was really – And she did the same thing in well, Eugene, Oregon, and she did it at the. Uh, somewhere else, just recently. What told. a what a prick.
2: <laughs> but the men, no. never, the, the men will never break the world record. That's, that's unbreakable, isn't
0: it? I don't know what it is.
2: Oh, it was the guy that threw, he only threw, he didn't, it wasn't a great throw, but. It landed in one of the judge's shoulders, and staggered <laughs> oh, yes. forward. yes, he staggered forward forty meters and died. <laughs> oh,
1: God, that was that's probably one of the better sporting moments of, of yeah, in history.
2: Forward, world record, and then he staggered back. Not a world record. <laughs> he forward.
1: He, he didn't die though, did he? I thought he was just went yeah, through no, the I, shoulder.
2: I'm making a joke, but it did happen where a guy got hit.
1: Oh the yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh. there was. It's
1: made the sport so much more exciting and people were more into it.
0: Yeah, live kills and the javelin. Why not? Well, you know, <laughs> you get a
1: couple of deer and some sheep lolling around. Oh, there. And let them throw and have the well, sheep you know, at 80 but, metres.
2: The people in the crowd like catching the ball. Why don't they throw the javelin into the crowd? <laughs> <after they're> going, <laughs> when they win, they should
1: throw the javelins into the crowd. Yeah. Uh, well, they get... Uh, ball- and. And on football, just a quick thing on digressing, but if you kick kick a goal, stay on the field, and if you miss the goal, then get the hell off onto the bench. Anyway, next on. Move on. Well, that is a
0: curious thing, isn't it? The ones that kick the goals, they go straight off because there's a stop in play. The ones that don't
1: kick a goal and miss, they have to stand there. Yeah, they're they're shit-ass. No, you get on your mat. You're not behaving. Get on your mat. you got a goal. You stay there. We'll bring out a drink for you. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yep. Anyway, now and, I, I wanted to mention while
0: we're talking about a little bit of football, I wanted to mention mm-hmm. Finny's spectacular umpiring effort.
1: Oh that, yes, well it, it, it put him out of. He was on the bench last week because the umpire was so loud.
0: So we need a yeah. report. Uh, we need a report on it because you clearly couldn't give us one last week, Fine. No, it
2: was good. It was good fun. Big crowd. It was. Um, Seen the video? Little League Legends game. It was 50 years of Ajax Little League. I was actually the second player to ever get to 100 games for Ajax Little League.
0: Oh, you really? Yep. You played 100 100 Little League games? I played 170. I played 100
2: consecutive from 8 to to 12 or something. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Uh, In underage, yeah.
2: Yeah, I just kept going and going.
0: That's pretty good.
2: Um, It was good. Big crowd. I'll tell you what. There were a couple of guys just early, just had a red hot go, and then it was on. I mean, not dirty, but but it was not circle work. <laughs> and there was one player. Now this guy, they thought he was going to be drafted by the AFL. He actually was one of those guys that like won the Morris Medal or or won best on grand in the grand final. The same as Darren Sutton. Yeah, but he never got drafted. Um sort of considered to be a bit of a manfold, you know, very, hugely strong bloke, ended up, ended up working for, who was that male stripping troop? Oh, the oh, man, Manpower? Yeah, one of them or something. Anyhow, yeah. he, he, <laughs> de, he, he doesn't have first, second or third gear, he's just got full speed ahead. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Was this and there's some clashes at the end? You know, it was it was very good football. at The very end, they really went in hammer and tongs for old blokes. Unfortunately, one player, one of their real legends, he, this bloke, when they won the flag in D grade, he kicked about 168 goals, 170 goals. I think his name's Ant Rosen. Very good play. He kicked a beautiful goal to start the game. And then took this fantastic mark, and as he came down from the mark, just another play, just. Just bumped him as he was landing and did his ACL. Oh! Uh, would Where you have
1: you? insurance for something like that? Like, you suppose you're a plumber or something, and you do your knee playing oh, the Legends plumbers, game. Not
2: many plumbers at Ajax,
1: mate. <laughs> what, what do they do at Ajax? Doctors, lawyers, accountants. Well, I suppose he can't work for three months because he's done his ACL. Would would he be covered for his insurance or just stiff well, shit for him? I think it's stiff shit for him, mate.
0: No, I'm pretty sure he'd have a pretty good lawyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, re- uh, I reckon he'll be right. I don't reckon he'll. I don't reckon will go without. But um, that used
2: to be great sledge when we played in cricket. You know, you, you're playing against a a, a Jewish team. You know, you don't want to be racist, but you can still be funny. Yeah. I remember I was playing against Morty Alec. <laughs> I <was batting. laughs> Do you remember Aaron Martello? played for Coran footy, very good VFA football. Um, and anyway, Aaron played Captain Morty Alec. Actually, one year, Graham Yallop captained him. I'll tell you what Graham Yallop said when he captained against me.
0: He didn't like what? you.
2: He said, That's the most unenjoyable, unenjoyable afternoon of cricket I've ever had. <laughs> yes, yes. I said, Wait. It's a two-day game. <laughs> I, I've got more playing for
0: you. Yes, very nice. Um, but,
2: but Aaron's was standing at first slip and some other bloke's next to him, and he's about to bat the he goes, I know, if, I know if somebody has a heart attack here, they'll be all right, fine. You've got a few doctors, but what in the f*** do you blokes do if the lights go out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's very good.
2: <laughs> I turned around I said, sit in the dark till one of you blokes
0: turn up. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Nice retort. Got them back. Um, oh, now, no, what did you watch? Did, did you watch any telly last night? The, the, the big, All the big guns came out to play last night. The Block, Mask, Singer. My Kitchen Rules, Spicks and Specs, and the Commonwealth Games, all all on in the one night. I
2: was looking at a
1: giant pot of soup most of the night. There you go. So, Brian, he's gone for the soup. Did you watch anything, Brian? I was – I don't know what I was doing. I tend not to watch as much TV up here, but um, I watched a bit of uh, My Kitchen Rules. I wanted to see Nigella and see how she could talk about food in a sexual innuendo way, and she still managed to do it. Good on her. Um. um but, yeah, they 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 stuffed up their entree and they stuffed up their sweet dessert. Oh. Um, their main course was okay, but I know the couple were quite distraught. And um, so, yeah, but, you know, look, I think um, Nigello, you know, I don't mind my kitchen rules and I think Nigello is, a, you know, a really good coup for them. Cause- She's
0: only on half the eps. Oh, is she? She's not here for the whole – she's only – I think – I don't know what it runs, but whatever it runs, she's only on about four or five of the eps.
1: Well, who comes in and replaces it?
0: Uh, I did read it, and I can't remember who it is now, but, uh, yeah, but she's only here for a little while. And She's not even here now. I think she's done it and gone. So she's she's a bit like Toadfish in Masked Singer. She's going to be out of there almost immediately.
1: Well, at least you were a low-cut cut top. and who, uh, Toadfish? Ooh. Yeah, I think Nigella, you know, she had a high, a high, you know, she's got a great set of puppies. I think she oh, should now, still, yeah. let them be part of the show. All right. Uh,
0: so the masks.
2: So with Nigella, you know, she can't cook. You know that, don't you?
1: Who cares? <laughs> you know,
2: she, can't, she can't cook to sleep. She can't. Like her no? first lot of cooking shows, they were all got up. She did a live show and admitted she was too clumsy to even break eggs. but um, But she's a great food writer. Yep. And she had a couple of so her first her breakthrough was her, her cookbook. I think it was called Domestic Goddess. hmm Do you know what her second book was called? Which we've got at home? And what it says on the cover. It's just a plain white cover with the name of the book and her name underneath it.
0: No, I don't know what it was called.
2: How to eat Nigel
1: Lawson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says on the cover. Brian. Don't About three inches out, uh, underneath it, and I kept looking at it, thinking, "I know that you are the sort of um, <laughs> you are the confluence of where sex and food meet." And for a lot of people, you know, pleasure is those define those. It's hard to define what gives them more pleasure, but this is unsubtle. <laughs> yeah,
1: not exactly. Well, it's I, it's strange smash, isn't it? And her follow up book, Tits and Tortellini, was a bit controversial <laughs> as well. Mm. P- Puppies and Pasta was another one of her books. Um, you know, she's done it all, really. Mm. Vegetarian
0: and. No, don't. Vegetarian? Just uh, that's. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Spicks and Specs back uh, for a new season as well. Um, oh, when's it start? Uh, last
1: night. Oh, was
0: I on? I would have uh, been. No, Casey Donovan was on, uh, no. and she didn't was do, God, she was didn't
1: good. I, didn't I do my nude scene?
0: No, didn't see it. Did you see the whole show? Yes. Oh, I okay. Well, I watched no, it's oh, the whole show and ah. I View. Um, so, no, okay. you, you were not. Dave O'Neill was on it. You're you're on it when he's not, aren't you? Isn't that how that intervention order works?
1: <laughs> no, no, what, no. We're always there together in the studio. Yeah. Um, now, I must be... Well, I don't know. I'm just a little bit in it, so you know, if you if you went out for a piss or maybe no, 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 tea, I you... didn't. I watched it all. I watched it all. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, no, I'm, you weren't on that one I yep. got, I got, I got two little bits. Okay. coming up.
0: But yep. yeah, how was it? Was it good? Yeah. Look, it's uh, well, you know, it's spicks and specs and specs and specs. It's it's entertaining. It's got to do. Casey Donovan sang. Uh, you know, they get you to sing lyrics from yep. a, another book. The, she sang yeah. from a, a book about cushions or something. And I, I tell you. What a what a voice that woman's got! She's sensational. She's, she's fantastic. No,
1: that's she why terrible. I got it. That's why I got her to sing it on one of my songs, which I will, will release soon. Yep. No she's, um, very good. no, she's great. She's a lovely, lovely human being, yep. and you know I had many, many good times hanging out with her.
0: All right, that's about uh, summing up uh, all the things that have been going on. Any business before we get to the footy tips?
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll rifle through these.
2: All right. I just want to mention one thing.
1: All right. Let's hope it's your little mate.
2: No, nah, it's not. Yeah, I actually wrote the list down. I should. I'll leave it till next week. It's just something about footy commentators. But it's so easy to say something. Ah. Oh. And and you know what? That they they all have assistants. They all have all the stats are given to them. It's oh. all, you know. It's all this rank this for this and that for that, and they all seem so smart. And take away that the, the the training wheels of having it all spoon-fed to you, mm. and just go on some basic footy now and instincts, and they're not—they do not measure up. I'm telling you. And the, and the pity is that the audience is so dumbed down now because we just don't have. Mm. Sadly, we don't have a wide ranging choice, and, and and knowing the game isn't important anymore. Just. Burping out statistics is is more important than actually understanding the game. And somebody said something a couple of weeks ago and my first instinct was that's just not right. He he said it. His co-commentator or his special comments man agreed, you know, effusively like one of those dogs in the back of your car bumping its head up and down. (laughs) And I went and checked and it is so off the mark but the comment just bloody seemed right, but it's so wrong that i better have all the stats before I throw it at you.
0: Yeah. I, I must admit I'm finding it um, more disconcerting than I have ever before, the amount of, oh, they're ranked 17th in clearances yeah. and they're ranked yeah, really? 15th in this and they're ranked 17th in this. And I'm sorry, if any idiot who works in broadcasting knows that if you throw a whole pile of statistics at someone, or if you if you do it in a a live presentation and i i do training for people in live presentations don't throw a whole lot of statistics at people because they've got no idea what you're f- talking about because it just gets lost in this wash of numbers and words and things and and they don't get it if you were to say they're not manning up in the you know in the defense they're not picking up or whatever that means more to me than saying, "Oh, that's happening because they're ranked seventeenth uh, in clearances." Uh, when the ball goes forward out of the uh, out of the fifty, and they've got seventeen, what? You can
2: make anything work for you. They're, 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 there's that many stats, and they're all they're all moderately relevant to irrelevant. I mean. You know, and you can say in the last month there's blah, blah, blah. Well, who have they played in the last month? And how's that panned out? And what does it mean? And how does it work out? And the one that I the one that is the most obvious, the one that really is the one that the only one that footy fans really listen to regularly is when a forward takes a mark and they go, Well, he's kicked three. nine from set shots this year, or he's kicked 13-11 this year. Yep, so he's, yep. getting, uh, from 12 shots, he's kicked three goals. He's,
1: he's freaking useless. But,
2: but that's not true. If they're so head up on stats, and give me the right bloody stats, because if a player takes a mark 45 metres out and he's kicked three goals, nine for the year, I can guarantee you he's had more than 12 shots because some of them have gone on the full and some haven't made the distance. Yeah, correct. But they're so brilliant in stats, all they can give me is goals and behinds. They can't give me the other kicks. Yep, That is pathetic. That is 1928, honestly.
0: I spoke to a bloke the other week who was uh, played for Geelong and uh, he had a reputation in all the all the stuff I'd read about him reputation was that he sprayed the ball around when he was kicking for goal he played in the forts and I said that to him I said well I have looked at your your numbers here in the AFL tables thing and it says you kicked you know 65 42. that's really that's not that bad um and he said yeah but they don't count the ones that went out of bounds and the ones that didn't get there Kev. Uh, trust Who
2: me he Johnston?
0: yes <laughs> he said trust me I uh, I sprayed him about he said oh, I could he,
2: he, he could kick the ball side but he could yeah. kick it, he could kick it through
0: back with point. That's what he said and he, he said but the stats actually make me look better than I than yeah. I was because the out of bounds ones and the ones that didn't get there and the ones that went sideways you know or behind me nearly, they didn't oh, count he was them. a
2: classic example. When he kicked it all right he kicked it all right and when he missed yeah. it he, and there was the game at Moreebin once where he feigned injury with two minutes
0: to go. So someone else Gary took a kick out, he did instead of him, and they won. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't I'd surprise. Like to speak me. to Peter Thompson about that. <laughs> well, got his number, of funny. I'll give it to you. No, I won't. Yeah. Um, no, and that's that's the case in point where you know you, you then look at the you look at the cold hard stats and go, oh, well, he wasn't that bad. But then when you actually talk to the bloke, when the bloke himself tells you that, no, I was, I was, I was. Did, I didn't.
2: He, did he play instead of Gary Sidebottom? That Yes, Dave.
0: that's why I had him on to talk about that story.
2: Had he had, he had a hamburger and a milkshake? No,
0: he? no, no. He'd had uh, fish and chips and a strawberry yeah. milkshake, and, yeah, yeah. and he'd been I sitting mean, in the car with Kelvin Matthews and his mate who'd smoked half a pack of a Winfield on the way up to yeah. Waverley.
1: Wasn't that? Wasn't that Gary front bottom? No, it was Gary right. side bottom. Well, yeah. I, as much as statistics are annoying, I personally I agree a hundred percent, but. I really enjoy the uh, the commentators that just state the bloody obvious. uh, Things like, well, the Bombers will be hoping to get off to a good start here today. Well, no, actually, they were hoping just to be getting their ass kicked at quarter time and then they'll start playing. Oh, they really need a goal now. Yeah, they're 10 goals behind. They do need a goal. Oh, He'll be disappointed with himself because he missed that. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> we don't need you know, it's just stating the bloody obvious. Oh, isn't it wearing black and red today? We might as well do that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Right.
0: All right, well, let's get to the footy tips for this week. And, Brian, you'll be hoping to get off to a good start here because you're, uh, you're languishing behind. In fact, if I look at the scoreboard, the stats tell me you're on 99 and Finney's on 114, which means you're 15 behind Finney. So I think you'll be hoping to get a few more on the board uh, come uh, this week uh, in, this, in, the, uh, in the tips. And you'll probably be wanting to pick the winner of the first game. So why don't I tell you that it's St Kilda versus the Brisbane Lions at Marvel Stadium on Friday night. Who would you be picking,
1: Brian? St Kilda versus who? The Brisbane Lions? Well, Mannix will be keen to get off to a good start here. (laughs) He's going to go for the Brisbane Lions.
0: Okay. Well, uh, my my statistics here in front of me, Brian, tell me that you've only got a 50-50 chance of getting that right.
1: Well, apparently for Mannix it's a 50-50 chance for everybody else, but for him it's 80%. Brisbane line.
0: Yeah, we know we're in trouble now. He's talking about himself in the third person. Finey, who do you like in this game? <laughs> your boys. Your boys are struggling. Can they? Can they knock Brisbane over at Marvel?
2: Brisbane.
0: Okay, that's Finny's answer to that question. Let's move
1: on to the next one. And that's Finey with a definitive answer <laughs> on that question. Uh, and just says, just says, bang. That's my answer. Bulldogs. You, Tim,
0: hey. Where are you going? Oh, Brisbane. Yeah, no, I can't see you winning that one, even though it's at Marvel, to be honest. Uh, Bulldogs uh, will be at Marvel too on Saturday afternoon uh, playing the GWS Giants. I'm obviously picking the Bulldogs here, but not with any great, uh, you know, confidence. Uh, The Giants, they've been awful. I would think they would probably lose and the Bulldogs will keep that very faint hope of being in the finals alive. Mr Mannix.
1: Well, Kev, the Bulldogs really need to get off to a good start here. They need a win, mm-hmm. and I think the Giants. Well, they did play pretty well last week against the Essendon Bombers, but um, I think that the Bulldogs are going to be a little bit more desperate. The uh, Bond and Pelly would be saying to himself, "Come on, boys, we need a win here." And he'll be talking to the fellas. I think they'll all be fired up. You know that sort of shit. Bond <laughs> and Pelly will be saying this. Here we talking to the fellas. Who the what the hell? Nobody knows what the hell's going through somebody's head. Oh, every thinking, yeah. So I'll, I'll go to the Bulldogs. Funny, Bulldogs by
2: seventy
0: six. Seventy six. Good grief. Okay. Mm. Adelaide uh, play North Melbourne. Oh, whoop de doo. This one's at Adelaide Oval on Saturday yeah, afternoon. You don't do the tips anymore, Kevin. You just fill them in after. I said Western Bulldogs. Okay. I said at the start when we when I said I'm tipping the Bulldogs, oh, yeah. but mean, not you with any. Tip, fair, oh, enough, no, yeah. fair enough.
1: Oh, I did say that I was tipping them. Tipping- Kev's this- tip's
0: just yes, going
1: under the radar here tonight and uh, that's, <laughs> that's the way Kev likes it.
0: Adelaide Crows, I'm tipping in this game against North Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval.
1: Phony?
2: Oh, I don't think they should play this game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if they do, who do you think might win it?
2: Oh, I'm tipping Crows.
1: Crows. Manix. Adelaide Crows full of confidence after two wins in a row. Tex uh, Walker will be talking to the team and saying, come on, boys, we can still make it to the finals, even though he's wrong. And not <laughs> captain. He'll still be talking to the boys. He can't shut up. He can't shut up. Um, yeah, okay, we'll go to the Crows.
0: Crows. Gold Coast Suns take on the Cats. This is at Metricon Stadium on Saturday
1: afternoon at 4.35. The Cats all win this one. Brian? Major upset, Kev. Uh, the Suns, are they still a mathematical chance of making no. the finals? No. There's no, no maths that can... No. Well, the Suns, they've lost their motivation with no chance in the finals, but that doesn't mean that they're going to give up here today, and I'm expecting them to come out of the gates like a bull at a, at a gate. Yeah. Like, come out of the gate <laughs> and go at a bull at a gate. It's, but, Anyway, the crows will be the sons will be keen to get off to a good start here and uh, certainly uh, get the crowd involved in the game.
0: The smokier you drink, the play you get, I think, is what Joe Walsh used to say. Anyway, uh, so are you going for the sons? Yes, I am. Okay, fine. I just need an interpreter to cut through what you were saying there. Suns, cats, finey, cats, absolutely. Uh, Melbourne take on Carlton. This one's at the MCG Saturday night, 7.25. Melbourne will win this one, I think, fairly convincingly and make everyone wonder about who's going to finish 7th or 8th. Finey?
1: Yeah, I'm going for the Demons. Brian? I think Kev's got it right, Uh, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I think uh, she's – You know, you've heard me complain about zone defence, but when I watched Melbourne against uh, Freo or whatever, I thought, oh, that's how it works, okay. Um, But no, Melbourne looked awesome uh, last week or when I last saw them play, so definitely Melbourne for me.
0: Fremantle and West Coast, the uh, Derby. They call it the Derby, don't they? The Derby over there at Optus Stadium on Saturday night. Frio and the West Coast Eagles. The West Coast Eagles obviously are just not even trying now, so I'll go for the purple uh, The purple colours there. Brian, purple for you. Purple for me. fine Fremantle. Yes. Richmond and Hawthorne. Now, Richmond can pretty much stitch up their top eight here if they win this uh, and other results go their way. They play Hawthorne. It's the MCG. It's Sunday afternoon at 10 past one. I think the Tigers will be too good for Hawthorne. What's your thoughts, Mr. Fine?
2: Yeah, interesting game, this one. I mean, Richmond do not – they're, they're no cast-iron certs any week they play. Hawthorne might play Richmond. I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to go for the Hawks. Big upset.
1: The
0: Hawks to win that one.
1: Right. Nice work. Nice work, Finey. I like it. I thought I was going to have to do it, but now I can just... um, (laughs) Well, I think uh, Richmond will be keen to keep their running, their winning run going. Uh, They'll be keen to get off to a good start, and I'm sure they'll be keen to get the first goal. I'm sure they'll be keen to win this game, and uh, I'm sure they'll be keen to listen to the bloody obvious. So Richmond for me. Richmond,
0: okay. Swans and Collingwood, big game this, SCG, Sunday afternoon, 320 uh, the Pies have got to lose one eventually. I've got a feeling this might be when they'll lose it, so I'm going to go for the Swans. Finy? Um, No,
2: I'm going to go for the Swans. Look, I reckon Pies are better off losing it, actually. they just Me too. Yeah, that would be better for their run into the finals. Swans for
0: more. Because they play Carlton in the final game of the home yeah. and away season. Yeah, they can
2: win that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mannix, your thoughts on uh, the, Sydney uh, and the- Collingwood?
1: The footy tips this week are a bit like the project. Everybody's got the same opinion, so it's as boring as batshit. Mm-hmm. And you guys have painted me into, into a corner to back Collingwood. They're gone. And Maddox, he just can't do it. He just can't do it. He's, he sprays it out to the side out in the full that <laughs> he go for the swans. Done a Peter Johnson. Uh,
0: now, Essendon take on Port Adelaide, uh, final game of the round. Oh, honestly, I've... I, Oh, I'm going to pick Port Adelaide. I don't know why, but I am. It's at Marvel Stadium Sunday afternoon, four forty. Finey?
2: Oh no, I'm, I'm not going your route. Root. Yeah, I thought I thought you'd find I thought you'd find that a little bit <laughs> a little bit humorous. Um, yeah, it's an interesting game, isn't
0: it? Yeah.
2: Um, what's your reason
0: for picking Port Adelaide? Yeah, yeah. I don't really have a reason apart from I don't like Essendon, which is probably no. the main motivation. Well,
2: but it's in, it's in Melbourne. Yeah, it is. No, I've got to go to the Bombers.
0: Okay. Uh, now, Mr. Bomberman himself.
1: Well, Kev, I think Essendon will be keen to get off to a good start here and get the first couple of goals, get the crowd on board, and you know keep the uh, Port supporters just under control. I think that they'll be keen to kick. Over a hundred points, I think they'll be keen to uh, win the game. Mm. So uh, for me, it's Essendon. Really, you're going for the Bombers? Oh, Look, I think i will probably lose. <laughs> you know, well, I was going to say
0: I might now going to have a. I, I can't bet on football, but if I could bet on football, I might have a bet on Port Adelaide based on the fact that you've gone for the Bombers.
1: Well, you know they tend to lose
0: when I back them. They do. Now the chart. Let's get to the chart, boys. All right. Uh, January nineteen eighty nine, and uh, a flood, a flood of responses when I posted the uh, chart up late this afternoon. Um, came screaming in because there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of good songs, a lot of average songs, and a fair whack of bad ones from my point of view, and mm. some that I'm not quite sure how I actually feel about them, even. Having listened to them again today finally what's your overall perspective of this chart
2: there's so many songs in this chart that I remember being played over and over on the radio for years I mean this must have been the real this was when radio was king I reckon and just you know you listen to the radio and you heard the songs and over and over and a lot of these songs are sort of um, been played on various platforms ever since so You've certainly been exposed to them. So usually, now usually I I pick out in a chart terrible songs by Unknowns down near the number 40s. But Mm. there were songs that I didn't like when they came out that have been earworms ever since. (laughs) just annoyed the buggery out of me. So they're not getting away with it. There are songs here that might be right up the top of the charts, but I hated them then and I still
0: hate them. Fair enough. Your overall thoughts, Brian? Um, well,
1: it's a, it's a uh, it's it's like sweet and sour Chinese food, isn't it? Um, there's some sweet songs in here, but there's a lot of sour. I think they haven't got the balance right. Um, now, there's some absolute s- shit ones here, but there's enough good ones. of so you don't write off the chart completely.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, would you like to start us, Mister Fine? I'm
2: going to start with the bad, and I heard I read that he's suffering ill health, so. Out of respect for Phil Collins, I'm not going to make him the worst song or the two worst songs. I'll just make him the third worst. Mm-hmm. That song, "Groovy Kind of Love," is exactly the sort of music that anybody should be embarrassed to produce and release. <laughs> it is slow. It starts at a f-ing snail's pace. <laughs> it's 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 like it's like some Dumbo reading out a nursery rhyme in slow motion. Alright, does it pick up now? No. You really kind of love my ass. You know, Phil, because you're dying, oh. third bad. Oh, jeez. You have very lovely voice. Oh. There you right? Very go. yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. I travelled nineteen eighty nine was a great year because later that, in, I went overseas, played cricket, and then did my big holidays away for a year, and so I was travelling with an Aussie mate of mine, and then we met these three guys from New York. And we travelled together. We went to Morocco. We went to Paris. Went to Amsterdam. Had a great time. These three guys, they were like it was like a it was like a, was like a joke, Jewish bloke, actually four guys, two Jewish blokes, an Irish bloke and an African-American. Walk into a bar. (laughs) Yeah, they were best mates. It was great. Very multicultural, and they were just great blokes. And the Irish bloke, um, he got me into Guns N' Roses. I I knew of them, but, you know, by the mid-late 80s, at 89, that record, Welcome to the Jungle, was enormous. Yep. But I liked them, And, and I certainly, there's two tracks here that, from the album. Now, I think Switchchild of Mine is no good, actually, but I do like Welcome to the Jungle, so I'm going to make that my third. Day.
1: Okay. Mm, good call.
0: Okay. I can't make up my mind about Guns N' Roses. I don't know whether I think they're a parody band or whether uh, they're actually really good.
2: Yeah, so many years of rubbish and of Axel Roses, drug addiction, blah, blah, blah. But there was a time when they were, I went and saw them at the cauldron of the Thunderdome, you know, when it was pouring with rain, when they yeah. were behind the towers. He had a magnificent range, Axel Rose before before he found, Moorish delights of heroin yeah. and, I mean, mate, it, you know, there was some re- that I really like that album, Welcome to the Jungle, yeah, you know, and, and and songs like Mister Brownstone and Night Train and they're good songs. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's a good album, man. I think Welcome, I think Welcome to the Jungle is the best thing that they ever did. Um, even Sweet Child of Mine, which is. Voted as having the best riff of all time, which it is a good riff so. that
0: opening riff is bloody good it, it, it is
1: good, but it's not number one um, I think you know jump jacks flash satisfaction, black yeah. dog yeah. there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of betters but um but you know the, the lyrics are about a f- sorry excuse my language um, you know somebody's having a two year old kid or something having a baby, and it's like. Well, this isn't rock and roll. So that's for Childhood so sorry.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, now, look, my nana used to abuse the telly all the time. And there used to be an ad on TV. The big fat guy looked a bit like Colonel Sanders and he'd be talking to people about the powers of Omo, Omo, you know, like, so is it, is it whiter? Oh, yes, it's very white. Well, and my nanny used to sit there and she'd get so annoyed with this bloke and, you know, this is back in the 60s and she'd go, Oh, get off the telly and get a real job, you fat blob. And, and this is probably where I got it from because I'm always abusing the TV. So thank you, Nanomanics. Um, so I've got to put in Cock Omo by the Beach Boys at number two. Oh,
0: yeah, oh this Cock Yeah, number Omo. three. This is
1: your number three bad. That's my number three bad. It's okay. Just, yeah. Um, and you didn't like it. No, but my number three good is um, just down the road, just four spots down at uh, number six, and it's a travelling Wilburys handled with care. Jeff Lynn's a genius, and uh, to be able to get that ama- amount of amazing solo talent kind of to work together, I think it's a great job, and um, no, I think the Wilburys are a very special band. So. Did you
0: just say Jeff Lynn's a genius? Yes, I did. Do you? Did you really like ELO? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I've never and, heard. I've never heard you
0: talk about ELO. I I I loved ELO, but
1: oh no, no, I'm a big ELO fan now. Oh, okay. And he's, you know, the whole vibe with ELO was that they were going to move on from where the Beatles left off. And if you if you listen to their music in that respect, gee whiz, you know, yeah, they've done a great. They they've done a great job. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, and it, they was the perfect person to. Um, produce uh, the songs that they did after Lennon died. So well done, Jeff Lynn.
0: Yep, okay. My number three, Bad, Proclaimers 500 Miles. Sorry, gives me the shits. Yeah. Really don't like it, really find it annoying. Um, I, can, I, you know, I can get a laugh out of it occasionally, once in a blue moon, but for the most part, annoys the crap out of me.
1: Not the sort of song you want to be making love to, Kev. I could walk 500. No, I'm sorry. Yes, it, might, just... it, might, it might be a good song to make love to. Who knows? I could walk 500. I could Oh, jeez, it could get quite frantic, You've couldn't you? You've just it?
0: given yourself a nasty injury there, Mannix. Uh, so that's my number three, Bad. Yeah, can't, can't say I abide that song at all. So that's up there. My number three, Good. I've got three most unusual uh, songs here. There's, uh, there are some really good songs in this. Um, I'm gonna go number three. Good with um, the song that's number forty. As long as you follow by Fleetwood Mac. I, I'm an unashamed Christine McVie fan. I like a lot of the stuff that um that she does. Um, and so I'm gonna put that in at number number three because it's a, just a really nice song, really good little song. I, she sings it beautifully. This is when Lindsay Buckingham had gone, whooshka. So Stevie was less. Um, I reckon competitive. So they just they sing it really well together, and just a, it's a it's a harmless little song, fairly innocuous little song in many ways. But it's just a, I, I really like Christine McVie's voice. I've always liked her voice a lot. So, um,
1: and she didn't need a roadie to blow cocaine up for us, which is a bonus.
0: I'm not. I can't say that without hundred uh, percent verification. But I'm I'm tipping that that's probably the case.
1: I don't think she's had cocaine blown up her ass. Um, uh, as you know,
0: I say, I can't verify that with 100% authenticity. Stevie, Stevie
1: always wanted yeah, to get I, off to a, yeah. to a good start. <laughs> She'll really want to get off to a good right.
0: start here. So I've put a Fleetwood Mac song in there, which is a big surprise to me, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Mr. Fine, what have we got at number two?
2: Number two, bad, gazumped. Those Scottish twins, <laughs> that, pair of, that pair of kids. You know, look, I, my old stomping man was around St Kilda, around the Elephant and Wheelbarrow and places like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, To be subjected to every cover band singing this song. I don't know how many times I was bumped into by some pissed backpacker trying to sing this song as he was getting back to his mates. What a annoying bloody piece of music and this was. You know, real over and over and over, by the time I heard the I reckon I've heard the song for about 90 million miles. I'd go to Venus and back. <laughs> no, I
0: hate it. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. What's your number two good?
2: All right. Look, first of all, you know, I mean, I know that Rowan Connolly, whose position I hold on this podcast, waiting for his return, wouldn't hold your breath. Um,
0: no, I'm because- not. <laughs>
2: He was into the sort of West Coast grunge movement that came out of the United States and everything everything that fell within its Bailey Wiki thought was fantastic, which is okay. So I'm sure that real lovers of that type of music find this to be almost treasureless, but even though they're not my favourite band by a long chalk, I actually quite like Orange Crush by R.E.M.
1: Okay. I'm surprised with that. I, don't, I mind don't mind the Col- I don't. Attractive. I don't mind the Coles brand. It's a bit cheaper, but um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah think uh, like- I'm surprised yeah, with I like- that. Yeah, I don't mind the song, and I like I
2: like Irish Prash, and I like lemon squash.
1: There you go. There you go. There you go. All right, Brian. Number two for you. Bad, good, indifferent. Uh, number two. Number two. Good is one I'm learning because I'm learning it to play with uh, Abades. Um. And I've probably got it down, but Scott keeps putting all these shit other songs in and holding it up a little bit. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, fancy doing Together in Electric Dreams. You're freaking kidding me, aren't you? Oh, you're not. Oh, look, I just want to Awful Phil
0: Oakey song
1: that he did uh, uh, yeah, for the film. Yeah, yeah. I've only got to oh, oh, that's an awful God's song. Sake. We you know, we had you know, a couple of girls come up to me going it's not rocking enough, and I'm going. Yeah, Scott, what are you doing? Oh Fair no, that's decent. an awful
0: song. Together, in Electric Dreams, an awful song. Isn't that by Giorgio Moroder?
2: Sounds like
0: it. Yeah, it is. It is a Giorgio
1: Moroder oh, song. Oh, it's
2: one of those horrible songs.
1: Yeah, it was for Together a film. In
2: Electric Dreams.
1: Yeah, that's it. So, but Giorgio yeah. Moroder did do the uh, "I Feel Love, uh, I Feel Love, uh, I Feel uh, yeah. And, and cat people. He has done some good stuff. But oh, this no, is, no. That was uh, I get
2: a feeling he sings most of his he writes most of his songs while he's shaving his
1: own
0: pubes. <laughs> <laughs> and he uses
1: he puts the, the, the electric note, razor little, little into a musical reverb, into a reverb machine and get chicka chica chicka chica 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 chick. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep. Um, okay. So uh, So what are you singing? Hang on,
0: have you muted yourself?
2: Yeah, time. <laughs> He's done the decent
0: thing. He's fallen on the button. No, I said muted, not neutered. Um, <laughs> I, we can't hear you, Brian. Well, what have I done?
1: There you go. Now hey. we can hear you. All right. Well, Angel of Harlem by U2. That's a good song. It's a great song. Um, is that your good one? That's my good one. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a beauty. It's um, the best song they ever did, I reckon. I reckon just about is too. It's just. I I wrote a song called Young and Cool and Groovy, which is in uh, House about Horror thing. It's the same thing. It's C and F with the brass thing. And it was like when it first came out, my brother said, this song just sounds like you. And I went, yeah, okay, yeah. And it it does. But I love it. I think it's good. Okay. And, and, um, well, every rose has its prick. Oh. And poison. Oh, for God's sake, you know it's yeah, you know, they might be good at you know heavy metal. I don't think they're good at anything, to be honest. But um but these bands, these heavy metal long head bands, they get the acoustic guitar out, and they write the big ballad, which is their biggest hit. But this is just a shit freaking song. It's just a contrast to everything else they did. It's not good. row has cowboy off. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know, you know, imagine what row it. To be saying, have you heard the word cowboy in a heavy metal song? Oh, there's a Bon
0: Jovi song in this top forty.
1: Yeah, I know. It must be a shit one. I remember it. No, it's awful. It is awful. Okay, so that's my bad. Um, Henry Rose has its prick, and um, the good one was uh, Angel of Harlem.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to put John Bon Jovi in at number two. Born to be your baby. Jesus, it's awful. It's it's every every single thing that you've ever said on this podcast, either of you two, about Bon Jovi is summed up in this song. It is it is awful. It is cliched. Born to be what is it? Born to be your born to be my baby. I'm born to be your. I was made to be your man, or some such trite crap that they have uh, done as the uh, the second line in the song. It's just awful. He sings at shit house. And I, I've heard it – I mean, I like Living on a Prayer. I don't like a lot of their stuff, but I like Living on a Prayer. And this just sounds mm. like the song they wrote either before or just after Living on a Prayer. So it was either the one that gave them the idea to do Living on the Prayer or, oh, Living on a Prayer was good. Let's do another one that sounds just like it but is awful. It's just – it's bloody awful. It's terrible. I'm not, a, I'm not a Bon Jovi hater, but, by um, oh, um you'd have to go a long way to find uh, anything likeable about – about that particular song. And my number two good is Teardrops, the number one song, Womack and Womack. For some reason, I don't know why. It's like one of those songs that is almost against everything that I like about most music. But that song for some reason always got me, always thought it sounded great, always made me always made me smile. I don't know why. I've got can't give you a scientific or logical Explanation as to why I like it, but I do.
1: So it's. My is, is it a song that you might uh, slip on, or Sarah might slip on, on a. Romantic evening at home, Kev?
0: No, because I, I was playing it today on the computer and said,
1: "I don't like Wayback and Wayback."
0: So that <laughs> that,
1: was, that that's Noah, that's Noah, not Noah, happening. You, you were hoping to get off to
0: a good start, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, that uh, so, really
1: needs a goal here. <laughs> yeah, it's, well,
0: no, didn't get didn't get the four points there. I can tell you. So that's uh, uh, up to now. Kid. This brings us to our number one for Finey. We have uh, number three, Groovy Kind of Love by Phil Collins, Deservedly in the Bad Pile and 500 Miles by the Proclaimers, Deservedly in the Bad Pile. Adding to that will be Finny's number one bad. Would you like to do that first or the good first, Finney?
2: I'll do the bad first. Okay. What do we got? No, I understand that bulimia is a serious medical condition and I don't make light of it for a moment. It is very, very serious, but I just don't know why people would go to the extent of putting fingers down their throat when they could listen to this. Minogue <laughs> and, and Jason Donovan team up for the most sickening <laughs> ballad I've ever heard in my life. White bread, bounce, this must be the national. This must be the national anthem of Ringwood. I mean. <laughs> it has dated as well. This 1989 Lud Ballad has dated as well as the 1989 Commodore Ballina. It is an <laughs> absolute piece of f-ing dross, especially for you. The film clip was shot by the, oh, was it shot by, the, the Coldstream Tourist Council. <laughs> have unfortunately, unfortunately, it wasn't. Unfortunately. What did they say? Please, give me a hairdo to dress me up in a way that will be aged four minutes after this song is heard on the radio. And you know what? Kylie Minogue became a bit of a diva and Jason Donovan became a bit of a defendant. But the bottom line is that they should never have been allowed to walk free after this song. <laughs> they should have been incarcerated for the rest of their lives. What a horrible song especially for you is.
0: Yes. And, in fact,
2: if you like like this song, I've got a message for you. Your whole life has been wasted. (laughs) You don't know anything about anything. If you think that's a good song, you need to press rewind, go back and have a good, long, hard look at yourself. Go buy a mirror.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Written spoken and authorized by Mark Fine, who now now will tell us he's number one. We've got... um, Welcome to The Jungle by Guns N' Roses at three, uh, Orange Crush by R.E.M. at two, and then number one is? Now, this is going to be a
2: bit of a shock. You see, when I first heard this song, I really liked it. And then I sort of saw the band and heard a couple of their other songs. In fact, they've got another song in the top 40, and I realised they're not the sort of postmodern punk outfit that I thought they were going to be. Ooh. Now, there was a group around this time that was bloody brilliant. It's called Romeo Void. They didn't get anywhere, literally, because the lead singer, a female, was not attractive. She was overweight, um, and and they just didn't go anywhere. Romeo Void, because of the nasty world we live in, whereas Transvision Band did. Yep. But but before I saw them, before I before they pooped in their own nest, I actually thought that this was a really good song from a really Potentially breakthrough, sort of band. So they've got two songs on this top 40. I don't, the other song's no good, but I Want Your Love, I thought it had some balls to it, so I like it.
0: Yeah, it is a good song. And you're right, the other one, Revolution Baby's Awful.
2: Yeah, and then everything they did was awful. Yeah. So, but that doesn't, you know. What was her
0: name, I, Wendy something, wasn't it?
2: I'm not, I don't know. You know, I, I, um, you I know. Remember. Wendy, um, yeah, Wendy you know, I'm not sure, sure but but on. but yeah, but uh, just on that, you know, um, there's a song "Never Say Never" by Romeo Boyd. People
0: should listen to that. Now that is a bloody great song. Okay, the name that that does ring a bit of a bell with me, fine, but I can't I can't I can't picture the band, and I can't the the song isn't. They actually into became an
2: activist for for sort of women's rights. The, why what why can a bloke look like Meatloaf be successful, but she's sort of this overweight female singer with a great voice, and they couldn't go anywhere because she didn't have the right look.
0: Okay. That's, uh, that, that is, that's, that's not on, but. Not, that,
2: no.
1: Uh, I mean, he didn't ever say uh, never so never, it, it has not held Tracy Grimshaw back at all.
0: Brian, what's your number three uh, – got your number three and your number two. We want your number one, good and bad. So joining your ah. bads, Kokomo by the Beach Boys and Every Rose Has a it. Thorn by Poison, what's your number one bad? Right.
1: My number one bad, and this might come as a little bit of a surprise, I think it's number uh, 20 – no. It's, uh, yeah, number eight. Number
0: eight. Number
1: eight. Oh, I you can't put that as your worst – I can. It's this soft cock rock um, written by, what's your name from Moving Pictures? Gary Um, Frost. Gary Frost. I was going to say Gordon, but that's probably more appropriate. If I Could by 1927, it's just medium-paced, suck-up songs to girls, like the sort of songs a guy that doesn't get chicks rights. And, you you know, the production's pretty... You know, they're playing those Eric da, sings da, it really well. He's a great guy, and he sings it really well and he's a great singer. Eric but yeah. Um, he's got a hippie girlfriend these days. He'll done yeah. a few gigs with him and he's he's right out there, but and he sings sings great, but I just don't like the song. It's just to me, it's a um album track at best. You know, that one you stick in the middle just as a bit of filler and they just were gifted with um, radio airplay because it was adult-orientated rock, and they fit the bill. So, oh, shit, we'll, pay, we'll play the shit out of this. Um, no, I reckon it's really, really mediocre, despite Eric's great vocal, wow. and it's the sort of music that's well, almost the antithesis of rock and roll. It's Very just, harsh, Mr Mannix. Well, that's me. That's Very it. harsh. Now, I would have put in... Um, number one, Welcome to the Jungle. Because it's, um,
0: well, you can do that if that's the be- If you think that's the best song on there,
1: put it in as your number well, one. Well, I do, but we've already mentioned it. Fine, it's really good. And, and I, I think that this one's worth putting in at number one. Um, and it's Ornico Flow by Enya or an and, flow. Well, you know, well, you know gee, I'm not or, okay or an okay oh, flow Orinoco not flow. Oh, I'll get in the okay flow. Fine. Um, <laughs> But no, look, you know, Enya, it's a whole different style of music that nobody was doing. And when my son was born, we had Enya playing for days. And it well, just was live such in the a birthing b- studio? No, oh, no, no. But when he was home, you know, oh, right. we just have Enya playing. And, and you know, I get think that Enya. To, it, it gets out of <laughs> you. And um, it made a real difference. You know, no, it's more like get very- that out of you rather than Enya. Yeah. Well, my daughter, we played Sex Pistols and, oh, um, oh, you know, Flat Stick. And I, and I I honestly think there's a bit of a difference. It made a difference. We're playing Enya to my son. Right. But uh, no, I'm joking. No, no. Um, so, yeah, look, I think Enya's. Yeah, nobody else was doing it, so uh, yep. good for you, Enya.
0: Yep, get that, get that in you, get we'll that in if... you. Uh, number for one, so that your yours now becomes uh, number three. Good handle with care by the travelling Walburies. Number two, Angel of Harem. Number one, Orinoco Flow by Enya. Okay, was there okay. a
2: womble called Orinoco?
0: I don't know if it sounds like a womble name, doesn't it? I've got no I idea. There was a
1: killer whale called Orinoco. No, Orca, you
0: buffhead. Oh, okay. Orca was the killer whale. Uh, so my number one bad, oh, there's still so many to choose from. Joe, I, I, I agree with you about Groovy Kind of Love. Phil Collins killed that. It was a good song done by Wayne Fontana and the Mind Menders in the 60s. Jason Donovan has another song in this chart that he deserves to be uh, incarcerated for too. Nobody Can Divide Us Now, mm, you reckon?
1: Well, Michael Hutchins could.
0: Yeah, exactly. that He's
2: a- song was sung by the number five or number three. I think it's a terrible title.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, "Cat Among Pigeons" by Bros. Oh, is that a bloody awful song? And that is one of the um, weirdest film clips I've ever seen, too. But I'm going to give the number one Guernsey to, and I think they deserve this. They were a, a couple for a little while. They were really hot property in Hollywood, um, and then they did a duet together. Now I don't, uh, I don't. He can't sing. She's got a beautiful voice, and I love some of the things she's done over the years. But by God. What was Barbra Streisand thinking doing a duet with Don Johnson called "Till I Love You"? I oh think God. it's cool. We'll just make sure I get the title "Till I Loved You," Barbra Streisand and Don Johnson. So don't worry about Crockett and Tubbs. We had uh, Bubs, yeah. ba- ba- Babs, and Crockett uh, here, and it is just awful. It is it is dead set awful. And I like
2: that my- song. that song about tits. <laughs>
0: What's the song mm-hmm. about tits?
2: Memories. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, now, my number one good, I love this song. I think this is such a good song, Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. Jesus, that's a good song. That is one of those songs that you put on and you just crank the shit out of the speakers and, uh, and listen to it as loud as you possibly can. Really good song. It's Copperhead Road. Copperhead Road, Yeah. yeah. I'd
2: rather
1: copperhead,
0: head job <laughs> 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 Oh hang on we've got to that part of the show where we start talking about sexually transmitted diseases
1: uh, we've done very well today yeah <laughs> you yeah have
0: you've both been reasonably good now I want to want to go through some of the feedback and there's heaps of it on the uh, on Facebook uh, and Twitter this afternoon um, people telling us the ones they liked and didn't like uh, Roy Orbison got a, a mention in quite a few you got it which none of us included in our our list. Yeah. Good uh, song. Jason Donovan and uh, and Kylie get a lot of mentions. So does Phil Collins. Um hopefully the bad column. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um in the good things like um oh no, sorry, in the bad, Kiss by Tom Jones gets gets a mention. Um, really? Uh yeah, uh, Love Bites by Def Leppard gets a mention in the goods. I I don't I can't get Def Leppard. I don't get them. Um no. In this one also in the good, if I could by 1927 no, who's that idiot? Who was it, Keith? It's someone uh, called uh, 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 Johnny, let me I think. Know,
1: let me know where Johnny well, is. Well, okay, so, him a so the, visit.
0: the Goods are Love by Spy Deflet, but If I Could by 1927 and Rock and Roll Music by Mentals, and the bads for this person was Teardrops, Tucker's Daughter and Orinoco Flow, so way off the mark there. Mm-hmm. In fact, Orinoco Flow gets quite a few mentions in The Bad, Um mm. As in the goods, Transvision Vamp gets a mention up there. Um, yeah. There is one I wanted to read. Uh, he's a man who contributes quite a bit to our um, our Food Bites podcast. Jesus, there are some shockers in there, says Wayne. Kokomo's right up there. It's just a bunch of decrepit old men in Hawaiian shirts <laughs> trying to make a buck because of bad life choices. That about sums it up, I reckon. Mm. Es- especially for you, by Kylie and Jason, is the sort of song that proves God does not exist. It is a vile and putrid thing. I would rather burst a boil on Quasimodo's hump with my teeth than listen to that song ever again. Oh, yeah, good call. Cat Among the Pigeons. I was, I, was, uh, I was only a few years old when I learned that Bross had a second song. Personally, I wish they never had a first. <laughs> oh. Love Bites. It doesn't, Def Leppard, but you do on this song. Uh, And the number one though for uh, for Wayne, he said, is an absolute blue whale of a turd. I'm convinced that that awful high pitched whining of bald sack and bald sack ultimately gave me leukemia back in 2002. Uh, He's of course talking about Womack and Womack and uh, and Tedros. Bald sack.
2: Bald sack. Have you ever? Is this just me? I've never really asked anybody this. I want to know. Mm. Have you ever like just sort of accidentally or unthinkingly sort of just on a cold day pinched your ball sack and it really, really hurt?
0: Right then,
1: no. Okay. Not, not really, no. Yeah, it's
2: what sort of happened normal life, you know. It's not a it's not like an internal thing. It's not the, yeah, it's like on a really cold day when it's really sort of the skin's tight. Okay, I just wanted to know Okay. No, you know, it's that's right, the it's thing. Right. That's it's the not you, thing about. Not you, Brian. You moved up
1: north. Kevin, oh, well, <laughs> well, the thing is, the testicles are wrapped up in leftover elbow skin, and um you know. So, for for girls listening to the show, if they want to know oh, what Brian talking about, just grab your elbow if. skin yeah, and give it a squeeze. It's not feature, is it? Oh, it's ridiculous design. Actually very ridiculous. You ever, you, you should, ridiculous. You should,
0: you should see Judith or should hear Judith Lucy talk about it in her um Yeah, I mean in, really
2: you in know, her
0: stand-up show. Yeah,
2: uh, Carrie, it's 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 like going through life carrying two walnuts around in a you know, in a very flim, in a very flimsy
0: purse.
2: <laughs> leftover elbow skin.
0: Yes. All right. On oh. that note, we might wrap this show up before it uh, descends into a uh uh, the turgid uh, A sort of ball sucking <laughs> frenzy <laughs> no, until it descends into something that none of us will be proud of when we it, and like, I don't it's played know about
1: back you
2: guys in 50 Some blokes got huge nuts,
1: we know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, about I'm working got with got two down in the gutter, yeah. But, yeah.
2: but I always thought, I wonder why God gave me two cream eggs down there because I feel like I've got two of those you know, those cream eggs you get at Easter.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. They're pretty creamy. I thought they were that shape.
0: Finally spends a lot of time in the shop on his
1: own. I reckon they're more (laughs) like a shape of Brussels sprout. Oh, I don't think anyone wants to know what you think. Well, I reckon they're tastier than a Brussels sprout, Kev.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about, Brian.
1: Oh, uh, right. Well, at least we <laughs> finally got to the gutter. What do you this mean got to pir- the gutter? We had to drag <laughs> you out of the
0: gutter to start the show, Brian. Let's be well, perfectly had a frank little here.
1: sleep. I was yes. in top form and that was no good. Yes. And, and finally, he's dragged us into the gutter where the show belongs because it's been quite mature, <laughs> the whole episode. Well,
0: while it, while we're there in the gutter, let's just <laughs> let's just <laughs> – Pull the, pull the drapes back over there and just slide off into the distance. Thank you, boys. It's been a thrill as always, and I look forward to your company on the next Truck and Roll.
2: Anybody, nah. want, two, anybody want two acres? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go away, you two. Seriously. Kick it in the balls. Here, yeah, have a couple of acres. You should be a farmer. Yeah. That's, the only,
2: that's the only funny
1: thing he's ever said in his life. That's such a great line. It's the only good line in that whole entire movie. It's a oh, dreadful movie. Yeah, it's Willy Wonka with Mitch Terminator. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> All right, boys. See you. Yes. Right, Good night, everybody.
0: Good night. Good night, John Boy.
1: Good night, night. Barney. Can really open your piece. That's Well, stop. Just close the door yes. a little bit more gently, and it'll be a lot better. You're slamming the door, and that's where it's all going That's what I'm
0: doing now. Listen to this. It's the sound of the door slamming on this show. Ow, the
2: knackers! You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.